today we talk about drugs. Snooze. Not drugs. No, snooze. Remember Dare? That's the drug. Oh, Dare. Did we actually, were you supposed to sign something for Dare? Like, There's a Dare pledge, yes, there is. There's a Dare pledge? Yeah, it's apparently is it Dare is one of the on? most ineffective programs ever created. Is it still going on? I hope not. What a waste of money. Do you think that your son is in the Dare program as we speak? No, they, a, they didn't do that until like sixth grade anyway. Uh, open the door, ask him real quick. No, they don't do that until sixth grade. I want, wait, what? We didn't do it until sixth grade. I mean, drugs were really prevalent when I was three. Yeah, so. right? <laughs> no, that's not true. Got all those vaccines. And... We literally are talking about drugs. Right now. No, let's not talk, let's not talk about drugs. Let's talk about drugs, baby. All I know is D.A.R.E. stood for drugs are really expensive, which was enough to keep kids off of them. So. What? It doesn't. That's the joke. Drugs are really expensive. Drug abuse research institute? No, that's no. an I. <laughs> Dari. 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 Dari, everybody. Welcome to Dari. No, we are it? talking about a drug today, though. Snooze, also known as the Super <laughs> Nintendo Entertainment System. Classic edition. What's the newest drug on the street? Ask your teenager. They'll say Snooze. Snooze. Getting snuzzed up tonight. So, yeah, today what? we're going to talk about the SNES Snooze. Classic. So Kenny commandeered one uh, that belongs to his bro. I stole it. He stole it. To our benefit. You guys remember the Super Nintendo back in the day? I know. Like, we're called the average enthusiast. But all we ever talk about is Apple and Nintendo. So far. But but that's the thing. That's the reason why we're called average enthusiasts is that, like, we named it that so we could talk about whatever Whatever. we want to talk about. It's a show about nothing. But so far, it's about two things. Nintendo, (laughs) Apple. Right. And occasionally, Ken's own humility. So the Super Nintendo Classic, what it is, take a Super Nintendo, a normal one, just shove 21 games into it, like the best games from the 90s, and then make it about like a sixth the size of a normal console, mm-hmm. but make the controllers the normal size. That's it. And we love it. If you follow us on Instagram, we posted a picture a bit ago of a comparison. I actually have a Super Nintendo, so yeah. we put them next to each other and. Kenny actually went and started doing some analysis since he had the real old system, mm-hmm. and they did an incredible job. What, yeah. what would you say, Kenny? Like the the production quality and the colors and all that stuff. Oh, oh yeah. So like uh, your Super Nintendo is all washed out, and where your dad put it, it looked like a smoker was in that house. That's that just what happens it. to the old plastic. But that uh, I looked it up. Essentially, eighties plastic. It just that's just how it wears. Doesn't matter if it's in the sun; it'll wear a little quicker. But no matter what, it's going to get yellow. But they literally, I mean, they got the color right. Um, obviously, they use newer plastic, you know, so it's not going to have that issue. The controller, your wife said, the new one feels like super light, but I don't know. I had them both in my hand, the old one and the new one. It feels the same. I don't know. The older one is heavier, but I wouldn't say enough to throw you off. Like if you played Super Nintendo every day of your life and then you go and you pick up this one, maybe you'd really notice a difference. For the average person that's using it, it's going to bring that nostalgia back, and it's going to feel real. I love how tiny it is. I mean, it's adorable. Yeah. You know? I wish that, uh, you know, the one gripe that everybody has about the NES Classic and the Super Nintendo Classic, no wireless controllers. And they did that to keep the cost down. I mean, the console is only 80 bucks. Super rare right now. So if you are going to buy one, like if you wanted one today, more than likely you're probably going on eBay and you're spending about 150 Yeah, I was going to say, when you say 80 bucks, you mean the suggested manufacturer's price. You can still find them for Not what you're going to pay. But so. they're going to be incredibly back ordered, yeah. you know, things like that. 
to keep the cost down, I understand why they didn't do wireless controllers. But I think most people would have gladly spent, you know, 20, 30 bucks more on a console mm-hmm. to have the wireless controllers. I know I would have. I wouldn't doubt if there's if Nintendo doesn't do something like that, there's got to be a third-party option out there. But at the same point in time, you can go on eBay right now and look up RetroPie. And mm-hmm. it's a console. It's it's essentially, you know, the Pi, com, uh, Raspberry Pi computer chips. Yep. Um uh, and it's essentially a, you can get a console that has like tons of not just Super Nintendo but a ton of other ones, and a Bluetooth controller like that's designed to look like a Super Nintendo, uh, and even the cables and everything for like two hundred bucks, mm-hmm. and it's got more games. We actually, uh, my company did that at a conference. They put together a RetroPie, and they had all the games there. That was our booth yeah. at the conference. It was really cool. Mm. Mm. You and your nerd content. Mm. I know, we're a bunch of nerds. Ooh. bunch of nerds, so. I love the idea that they're bringing these classic systems back. I mean, so far, it's only Nintendo that's really done it. You going to buy one? Um, Not just the one that I stole from my brother? Once they... <laughs> so, like I said, I actually have a Super Nintendo, but the benefit is with the, the SNES Classic is that it comes with those 20-some games in it. And you've but, got little kids. And I have little kids, which, uh, honestly, the, the Super Nintendo, I would say, like... Out of all the systems available to you today, I'd say that's probably the best one if you wanted to start teaching kids games. Mm-hmm. Uh, for a couple of reasons. Mainly, one, the games are just really well designed. Two, the controls are really, really simple. And three, the games that are there still have great replay value. If you look at a lot of the modern like uh, like mobile games, um, something like some of the iOS games and stuff, that uh-huh. 8-bit style is coming back. Like, oh, we talked about that. Yeah. I'm a super big fan of it. So, like, these, like, new SNES Classic and the NES Classic and stuff, yeah. like, to us, look retro. But to kids, it looks like the modern style because yeah. it's coming back again. Like, they don't actually, I've noticed that, too, with my brother's kids, that they don't see these games as old games. Like, like kids from even, like, five Eight years ago, if they were to play it, they would be like, oh, it's like one of those really old games. Right. Kids today see it like we were playing Mario mm-hmm. and um, my brother's son, Alan, he was looking at it and he was just like, oh, is this the new Mario game? Like he was so excited new, to see right? Super Mario World. But to him, it was just like it was a cool version of Mario that was all blocky, and, right. you know, which is a, a cool art style. It's still a cool art style. I would probably guess that if we were to put an N64 into you know my son or your uh, nephew's hands and whatnot. Oh, in their hands. In the- <laughs> <laughs> if we put a nine sixty four in my son, and I'm like, what are you talking about? No, in their hands to Nobody use and else play. Is listening probably thought that, but yeah. I'm the weird one that does. I I bet they would play that and go, wow, this feels old. And I feel like that's because the like the N sixty four was a period in time where three D was becoming new, and with that, like. It just it it feels like it's not up to par. Where when you look at the Super Nintendo, it hits its style really well. It's not like they're aiming for something more, or it's the first of anything. It is eight bit gaming. It's done really well. It's yeah. graphically pleasing. Where the N sixty four is like, yeah, things are vivid and nice colors, but I think they could still see it as a, a, a an appealing. Um graphical art style mm-hmm. because of games like Minecraft and things like that. There are still games that actually do use that N64 style of graphics. They're not please as pleasing Mm-mm. to the eye. Like for example with Minecraft, they did 
a lot of polygon. It was like 3D pixelated stuff, which is essentially what the N64 did. But they do cool lighting effects. Right. You know, they do like neat things with like water and water mechanics, stuff like that. Um, that just kind of take that N64 style above. You can make the same argument for pixelated games. To I don't know what it's called, but it, like to say that if you, a modern game that's in pixels, if it's snapped to a grid of blocks, mm-hmm. that's more than likely not how the actual game is made. Right. You know the little the little guy in those pixelated games. It's like a free moving group of blocks. Right. Yeah. It's exactly. not snapped to a grid like a Super Nintendo would be or something like that. Right. So I mean, you could say the same thing for modern pixelated games, but I just I really if it's done really well, I love that pixelated art style. On the Game Boy, you could do there's a thing called the Game Boy camera that you could get as an attachment. Have you heard of that? I had one, yeah. And you take pictures and it it's like shows on the Game Boy, the first Game Boy, and it was all pixelated and everything. Yep. Uh was it Willie Nelson? No. Uh no no no. It was either Neil Diamond or 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 somebody. They actually for their album art for a, for a Grammy winning album, the album art is a picture of the artist from one of those Game Boy, Game Boy cameras, cameras. and it's all like pixelated, like brown and white pixels, and it's really cool. You can't even tell what it is; like you have to kind of squint to see what it is. Um, and it's super cool. Like I just love that pixelated art form. You want to know a neat little fact about the Game Boy camera? I would love to know one neat little fact. Okay, so you know, on the Super Nintendo, there was a special cartridge you could buy yep. to play. The Game Boy games. Mm, it was tasty. The Super Game Boy. Was that what it's called? Yeah. Um, you could use the Game Boy camera in that. Yeah. The issue was the camera wasn't all that adjustable, and it faced one direction. You had to move the whole console. You had to move the whole thing around to use it. Yeah. So it's it's funny that it worked. I mean, why wouldn't it? Right. It's just a regular Game Boy game. Uh, it's just really funny to see that. But yeah. So back to the SNES Classic. Yes. Um, so we got to play that a bit today, yep. uh, which was, it was a lot of fun. They nailed the controller, which was great. Because, I mean, I got that muscle memory still down. Uh, especially yeah. since I do still play my Super Nintendo from time to time. We played Super Mario World, uh, which is like the go-to when you're talking about the Super Nintendo. Which you learned today. Yeah, which I learned today is that it's not a 100% accurate port. Well, uh, not only that, don't be don't be a nerd. Don't be that guy. Um, it's not a 100% accurate port over. Uh, I believe in World 2, Level 3, there was a cheap cheap on the top of the screen, and now it's to the mid-top of the screen. Yeah, I just don't get it. Like, You're why Why would there be differences in the ports? They should be taking the old code base. It should be just running an emulator. What if What if your cartridge has a glitch in it? It doesn't because well, I played mm, multiple er, cartridges. Er, mm. That is not what I was getting at. So what did I learn today? You learned today that I know nothing about Super Mario World. Oh, you mean interpersonally speaking, yeah. not about the game. Yeah, but you and me. Oh. We're the average enthusiast. We are pretty average. Yes, you you are not that avid of a Super Mario World player. No. Which is interesting. Where no. like so my wife played with us. Joy was like killing it. She yeah, played she a couple was. levels and you could tell she just has that Ooh, memorized. She got the secret worlds going. Oh, mm, you she were was lucky everything. Man. It was just great. So <laughs> were, I was you, just so proud. You were lucky man, your <laughs> wife know the secret worlds. She knows all the secret worlds. She she was like just tearing through the levels, which was great. She hates the way you play though. 
I, I'm a cheater. Well, it's not cheating. not cheating. It's no. not cheating. I you take just, advantage of the things that are there. You So you will use the cape, and if you can, just fly right through the I, fl- I am a pro at flying with the Which you cape. think you would use the warps every time, because the warps are the ultimate way to fly through the level. When you say warps, what do you mean warps? Little keyholes. I don't know. I don't play Super Mario World. I don't know. The, oh. you, you warp. There's warps in well, Mario. No, okay, so in Super Mario World, what it is is that those keys give you two paths to go. So here's here's a tip for all of you that have a Super Nintendo um, or the SNES Classic. In Super Mario World, if you're on the world view, the map view, if it's just a yellow or gold uh, level indicator, that means there's only one exit to that level. If it's a flashing red indicator, that means there's more than one exit, which means that the paths will split. Now, normally you can tell because like the map, you'll see like the two outlines that it goes to or whatever. Yeah. But there are a couple levels that if you activate it, it changes the map. Like I know there's one in the wooded area yep. that it's like you take a level and then all of a sudden it literally, if you do the other, if you do the secret area, it like makes a path through the trees yep, that doesn't look like it's supposed to be there. Exactly. And that's how you that's actually get to one of the fortresses. So. I actually didn't know that. Uh, one thing that I found interesting, literally right now, I just realized I was about to say that, of course, they have warps in Super Mario World. They have warps in every Mario game. Then I started to think, like in that little bit of time right there, did they have warps in Super Mario Odyssey? And then it hit me that, oh, well, wait. Spoiler. Don't forget our spoiler thing. Oh, uh, Apparently, <laughs> this is going to be a regular thing. Yeah, Spoiler. They had these paintings that you can jump in on the level that would jump you up. Like, I learned about the Mushroom Kingdom before I got there. Like, so that surprise was, you know, a little bit spoiled for me because I found a painting that jumps you up to the Mushroom Kingdom. But you can't get out into the Mushroom Kingdom. It's like you're on this floating island overlooking the world, but you can't actually jump in. You're going to have to show me where that painting is because I couldn't find that one. Well, you know, figure it out. But so technically, they do have warps in Super Mario Odyssey, but they're they're like a little different. They're almost essential warps mm-hmm. because it leads you to a power moon that you can't normally get, something like that. But that just hit me. Every yeah. Mario game has warps, right? Yeah, I, I mean, when that. you look at some of the older ones, like they're a little bit more warpy. So, like you think of like oh, what am I thinking? It'd be Mario Three, the warps, like with the warp whistle, like you're skipping entire worlds and like you're skipping the game. Yeah. Where in like Odyssey, it's just that all the levels are interconnected. Mm-hmm. In Super Mario World on the SNES, that the the warp concept is probably what I would consider Star Road, and those are more yes. interconnected as well. You're not yeah. like skipping entire worlds, although you can. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can actually get to Bowser's Castle very very quickly using Star Road, but it just kind of interconnects the world. It makes it easier to travel around. Is what that one does. It's not like a warp whistle of the days of old where you would just leave the old worlds behind. Yeah. So it's nice having it interconnected. What I'm really curious about um, of the games that come on the Super Nintendo Classic, things like there's Star Fox. You know, I know um, uh, I have a friend that's super into Star Fox. Donkey Kong Country, my mm-hmm. brother, my sister-in-law uh, that own it. That was the first thing they did was just play that together. I am sad that, that they didn't it. have the other two. But understandable. They, you know, and they didn't have Super Mario All-Stars either, which uh, I don't know if you knew this. The number one sole game on the SNES was Super Mario World. The second number one game was Super Mario All-Stars. The reason why they didn't have Super Mario All-Stars was because they have an NES classic 
and it has those out, games and it yeah. has all three of them on there that makes sense that you kind know, of beats your incentive, and incentive. I, I understand why they did what I'm about to say but it's still strange where the NES Classic that came out last year 2016 um, they had 30 games on it and the SNES Classic they had 20 games plus an extra one they had Star Fox 2 they kind of did that as a little extra because apparently it never actually got released it was an unreleased game. And it's essentially like Star Fox 1, just a couple other levels. I think the rumors surrounding the N64 Classic, which tell me if this is the first time you've heard of this, Brandon. It is. Uh, there is a rumored Nintendo 64 Classic that will be coming out with the Nintendo 64 controller with, instead of the analog stick the way it was, because they had a lawsuit when the N64 came out, if you remember, because the analog stick, if you were to play Mario Party, you had to push in on the joystick with your palm and you, to make circles for some of the games. Oh, yeah. And I some people that. were cutting their hands open. What? I don't remember that. that. No. There was a lawsuit I remember against the, the Nintendo thing. 64 controller. Maybe people need thicker skin. They uh, The people lost because, you know, it clearly says in the game you're supposed to use your thumb for doing that. That was a crazy lawsuit. They're going to enhance the analog stick is essentially what I'm saying. They're going to make it more modern. But the rest of the controller is going to be classic with the rumble feature installed and, you know, memory stick. That's rumored to have 15 games on it. They're, they're not going to make me put in the memory expansion pack in this one? No, no. They won't make you put in the, okay. uh, you need that you for... put in the rumble pack or the Hey You Pikachu microphone. <laughs> oh, I, I, you know what? I have Hey You Pikachu. I you do. I do. I do not want to play it. I also have Pokemon Stadium. I don't want to play Hey You Pikachu. You know what? The actual, you know, the N64, a lot of the games required extra things, which was kind of cool yeah. because the games came with them. So it's not like you had to buy a bunch of extra things. But Super Nintendo and NES did the exact same thing. It wasn't like as the much. Scope and things like that. But Nintendo didn't really put out. It was like one or two games that right. were They didn't put out a lot of well, extra stuff. I mean, like the first thing that comes to mind when you think of the original Nintendo is the, the blaster gun. That came with, with the console. It did. So with the Super Nintendo. Which is pretty cool now that I think about it that they did that. They don't yeah, do that now. They normally don't do that with the console. They don't it's do it nowadays. separate. Yeah. But the Super Nintendo. What did they have for the Super Nintendo? Super Scope. It was oh, like the, it was yeah. like the blaster. Yeah, but it was it was like yeah. a bazooka. Yeah, like it was you a actually big laying thing. down the site. I thought it was cool. I don't know. Uh, they had other things too. My favorite official accessory was the arcade controller. Like the, it was like a like an old school arcade, like tabletop with tabletop like with a big buttons. joystick and giant buttons. Uh, I never had that. My For cousin like Street had Fighter. It. You can, I mean, you could use it with all the games because it was just a regular controller, just a different. I think layout. I remember playing that like maybe once or twice. Yeah. My cousin being had hard it. to do. I like just the D pad, like the normal D pad. It was good for it was good for like the fighting games. Like Mortal Kombat was yep. great. Um, I don't remember if it was a one or two player thing though. I'm still trying to get my brother to uh, build an arcade cabinet with or, me. Yeah, to do like emulators and stuff for fighting games. That would be a lot of fun. Uh, the ones that I'm seeing online actually have like emulators for legal emulators for Super Nintendo, even like all the way up to GameCube. Era games, like on, imagine that on like a joystick and buttons. Yeah. I think that would be cool. So with the N sixty four classic uh, and the new controllers that they're doing for it, uh, you know, I mentioned we're looking at about fifteen games for that. Maybe it they say it might be like a like twelve or thirteen, like a dozen or something like that. I love what they're doing. 
you've seen the SNES Classic right now, mm-hmm. and it is it's just really cool. I mean, what did you think when you first saw when I first showed it to you? I was you were in my car, and I walked down to my brother's house, and I handed it to you. Yeah. What was your first thought when you saw it? I, my absolute first thought was, "Wow, it's actually like small, small." Yeah, uh, and, and then it's the, like it fits in. It's like this: if you hold out your hand with your fingers stretched out, it's about that size. Well, so like I have a, I have an over-shoulder backpack, one of the small ones, and it just I tossed it in there and it fit fine with the uh, with the controller. So it's very compact. Uh, the second thing I noticed was, man, those controllers look dead on. I yeah. couldn't wait to get here so that I could compare it to the original, I didn't like, see... actual controllers. Joy was so. the only one. I mean, you felt a little bit of a weight difference. Joy like, Joy was like, nope, it's different. It's done. Which it's too light. Right? should throw them on a kitchen scale. And I see. was just going to say we should how many that. How many grams difference? Good so. Kenny Graham. <laughs> one Kenny uh, Graham difference. Uh, no, uh, I think I think we should do that, actually. That would be fun. Other than the 80s plastic, you know, that wore out. This started to get yellow or smoker, as your dad put it, um, with the controllers. I don't notice a difference at all. Even well, the you compared it to the the color inside of it, like where the game would go. Yeah. And that's how you could kind of tell. The bottom of it, too, because it's a little Cause closer to... Because that's less war. Yeah. It's so, pretty much dead on. Yeah. It's excellent job, Nintendo, on that one. You know, let's be honest. Like, they love... Nintendo loves the idea of being, quote-unquote, limited on stock on something yeah. that first comes out. They already talked about how this next spring, they're pretty much unleashing NES classics, would have, which have been sold out. And, and you know, right now you can get one of them on eBay for like 250 bucks. Yep. Um, when the original retail price is 60 bucks, essentially making an unlimited supply this spring, which so they're going to do that for the SNES too. But think about this you can get the best NES games. With control, like same thing, same controller that you're looking at there for sixty bucks, you can get the best Super Nintendo games. There are a couple in there I wish they had, mm-hmm. you know. And you were mentioning that too. There's a lot in there, a lot in there. If you get the SNES Classic, you're going to be surprised that you've never heard of or played that are phenomenal. Super Mario RPG, which you said you haven't played, mm-hmm. that one I grew up with, uh, and I like I was had very fond memories of just being a phenomenal game. One of the only 3D, fully 3D Super Nintendo games that's mm-hmm. an adventure game. Right. Um, so if you had it, if you have this console, Brandon, I, that would that would be the first one I recommended for you to do. You know what's interesting about that's that price tag as well. If you try to buy the classic game, you're actually looking at sixty to eighty dollars a game. More than that for Super Mario RPG. I think that one's going oh, really? for one hundred forty. Limited. Yeah. So like, because the last in- Super Nintendo game I bought was Mario Kart. I think I paid $65 for that. It would be really cool if you have like a stylish living room and you want this, you know, if you're a really big gamer and you want something to be like a centerpiece, it would be incredibly cool to find a way to make the Super Nintendo console that classic with the controllers, sit on a coffee table, maybe with like a wireless HDMI mm. or something like that. Yeah. I mean, because it just, for the, all it needs is an HDMI cable to plug in the TV. Mm-hmm. So it works with modern TVs. And it needs a micro USB power. For you guys that aren't tech nerds and don't know what that is, more than likely either that's the thing you use to charge your phone or some other random device that you have. Yeah. Kindles, so like, tablets, all that stuff. Yeah. So like it uses like this universal power source and then just a standard HDMI. If you get a wireless HDMI brick to plug into your TV, that would be a great feature just sitting on your coffee table. Yep. 
you know, that and the NES Classic and the Nintendo 64 Classic. If you take care of yeah. that. And the problem is, too, that the controllers aren't USB. They're not even the classic controller port. It's like this weird... Uh, you said they're like the nunchuck controller yeah, for the, the Wii. Yeah, it's the proprietary controller that they use underneath the Wiimotes mm-hmm. is what they use it for. So you can use it with your Nintendo Wii or Wii U, but nobody ha- we have Switches. Nobody yeah. has those things anymore, you know? Where's USB-C? Come on. Yes, I think that would have been a smarter choice. but um, Or just, like I said, more expensive but wireless. You may not have seen the NES Classic. Uh, the the controller with the Super Nintendo, would you call that pretty short? You would want something a little longer? Yeah, it was. It's well, five feet. Because you even made the comment because we had one of the real controllers out. You're like, man, this thing's like way longer. Yeah, I think that your real controller is like eight feet. Yeah. And then the NES, Super NES Classic controller is five feet. Yeah. Get this. When the NES Classic came out last year, in February of last year, it's three feet long. Wow. Like you can barely hold your hands out in front of you. And measure, and you had to have the little console next to you in order to play those games. So, I mean, like, there's just like a couple weird things like that. To get back, if you're playing the games, to go back to the main menu to be able to select another game. Um, and the reviews for the classic consoles, uh, they kind of get bashed for it. But I actually like this style where you have to get up, go up to the console, and actually hit the reset button like you did on the old Super old Nintendo school. games. I like that. Reliving the experience. Like if somebody made if somebody made television classic and it was like one of those CRT TVs with no Big remote. dials. Then, yeah, I don't want a remote control for it. I'm buying it because I want to reestablish those feelings. Yeah. Make me go up to the dials and like that, like, you know, that big clicking sound. Yeah. Like I want to feel that, you know? Yeah. So I think it's a cool thing. I like it. I just wish they would have can... made the eject button do something. Well, not only that. But I guess I understand that it would have been nice to have the option on a controller for that just really lazy moment where you're playing punch out yeah. and you want to switch over to Mario. You got to like get out of the chair and you're reminded that you're fat because you have to get out of a chair and walk up to it. You know, I half expected, and I don't think this is a Super Mario World only thing, but when you do start select L and R, I honestly thought it was going to take me back to the menu. But it just restarted like the main main menu. Yeah, but it just restarted the ROM, which which was a classic, right? Yeah, yeah. you know, honestly, uh, there are a lot of things to love about this Super Nintendo Classic, and and um, you know, you know us, we'll probably continue talking about games in the future. Yep. But um, yeah, yeah. Cool. So if you can find one, let us know. Yeah. <laughs> but pick it up for sure because it has some resale value to it. But yeah. Yeah, definitely get it, especially if you love that 8-bit style game. And they are all good games. I'm going to make this official, too. Official. Uh, As of right now, if you're listening to this and you know me, and you go happen to go to a store and you happen to see one sitting there for the retail price, if you're not going to get it, let us know, please. Let us know that something is available because we really want it. But I don't want to have to pay with my brother. My brother paid 160 bucks for his. He paid double the retail cost. Oh, man. Uh, and he just missed out on it. And you know, I'll say it's still worth it, but that's when it's double, it's it's hard to swallow that. Well, Walmart, uh, the guys at Walmart told me that um, it was uh, they've had nine or no, 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 twelve go through their store in the last two months. 
And wow. the shipments have been incredibly random. Like the times where they were told they were, they were going to get some, they didn't. And the times where they didn't expect anything, they got like six at one point. And they immediately came off the shelf like that day. So if you guys see one in the store, um, just go ahead and post it on our page. We'd love that. So Yeah, totally. Um, other than that, Brandon, go ahead and give them the hashtags, the Facebooks, the YouTubes. All the, the medias and stuff. The, all, all the medias. Yep, so you can find us on Facebook and Twitter and Twitter, Instagram. Instagram. Uh, you can also find us and subscribe. Subscribe, uh, subscribe, subscribe. And listen to us listen, on listen, iTunes, listen. Google Play. I hope this isn't annoying, annoying, annoying. And YouTube. Uh, and then, of course, we, we, post, uh, we post on Facebook with the video as well. So Video as well. Uh, definitely look forward to hearing your comments. And as always, if you have anything that you'd like to hear us talk about on the show, let us know. We're always open to suggestions. And thank you for listening. Listening, listening. <laughs> I, I hope that wasn't annoying. It was very annoying. So. I'm sorry. Annoying to you. Enjoyable to everyone else. Goodbye, right. everybody. Have a good day. <laughs> that was a podcast. You chose to listen to who? Do you think you make good choices? Whether you dare her you heard Brandon and Kendall talk about things that are cool. We're feeling enthusiastic that you can be average too. <laughs> so dumb. So dumb, Brandon. <laughs> Just all of them. <laughs>